are listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire, your official home for Anaheim Ducks fan talk. Coach P and Hank discuss all the latest Anaheim Ducks news, results, standings, and anything else Anaheim Ducks hockey related. How we doing, Ducks fans? We got uh, Thursday, December 21st. Tonight, the Ducks play the Islanders in Brooklyn. After coming off of uh, two losses to the Rangers and the Devils, I think it's time we get back on the score sheet. What do you think? Well, big news coming out of the island with the potential new arena going into the uh, Belmont area. Is that correct? That's right. I think that's uh, huge, huge for this franchise. They needed a home. Um, well, I, Barclay, I personally don't like the Barclays Center. Yeah, well, the Barclays Center has had a lot of uh, question behind it, whether it was right for the Islanders. Uh, obviously, it was a, a fit after leaving Nassau County Coliseum for how many years? Since, like, 1972. And, right. And then uh, leaving the home of three Stanley Cup or is it three or four Stanley Cups? Yeah, four. Four, four in a row. Yeah, four Stanley Cups. And and then, you know, basically leaving the island, going to Brooklyn, which if you're not from New York, you don't really realize how important that is and how each uh, borough or area in the city of New York and how how people are very provincial <laughs> when it comes to those areas. That's absolutely right. You know, something about the Islanders is that, you know, they're the New York Islanders for a reason. And uh, it's, you know, it's because they're traditionally, you know, Long Island and, and Brooklyn is technically a part of Long Island. But to have them go back, you know, a little bit further east um, and, and kind of be in where in the mix of where all the diehards live and, and, and have grown up and have become Islander fans, it's going to be huge. They're going to build a beautiful arena. It's right next to the Belmont racetrack where they do do the Belmont Stakes every year and, and obviously have a lot more events. So uh, it'll be great for not only the Islanders, but the community and um, for the NHL because, you know, hopefully the Islanders can, can elevate themselves to, to be an elite franchise again. And, you know, they're doing well this year. So it's going to be a tough matchup tonight. And, uh, you know, we need to need to come out of here with a win. So tonight, 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the Anaheim Ducks take on the New York Islanders at the Barclays Center. This is the fifth of a six-game road trip. The road started out pretty well. We looked uh, pretty good. We beat St. Louis, who is obviously a very strong team this year. And then we go into Washington and start the game out, what we feel is pretty darn good, but then give up three in the third to uh, uh, two in the third, and then one in OT to Ovechkin, who just comes down and unleashes a bomb and 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 lose the game to the Capitals, and then go into New Jersey and also look like you're doing pretty well, and then end up losing 5-3, uh, and then playing the Rangers in a game that just... You know, the first period looked so-so, and then you give up one late in the first, and then the Rangers just take over. And, I mean, I can't blame the guys for the the, the game at MSG, but after, you know, after beating St. Louis and losing a tight one with Washington and then going into New Jersey, losing that one, and then you come back and you got to play the next night. I think that was a game that they kind of had tagged, you know, obviously as a professional, you you know, you can't put your best effort on the ice every game when you play an 82-game schedule. So I think some of the guys kind of had in their head this is a game that we're, 
you know, it's going to be a tough one. We're going to try to try to get it done, but if we don't get it done, it's not going to be the end of the world. The problem is, is now they're staring at, uh, you know, three points in four games, and we're going into the Barclays Center tonight, and we need to get some points. Yeah, and and it's just so it's such a shame because one point slipped away in Washington, two points easily slipped away in Jersey. I mean, we're up, you know, we're up two nothing, and we're up three to one, and uh, you know, Ryan Miller uh, accepted the the fault, and and you know, rightly so. I think the two goals, you know, one by Miles Wood and and the second by uh, Jesper Bratt. Um, I mean, Bratt's goal was a bit of a snipe, but Miller's off his angle on that shot, and and he's got to make that save in the NHL. You just you, you have to make those saves, and you know if it's not for that, I, you know, the Ducks come out of there with two points. Um, they had some defensive breakdowns as well at MSG Tuesday night. They played okay. They had a lot of shots, but it, the shots I would say you know pr- you know close to half of those shots were when you know little just chucks on the net and, and nothing after them, and they, they weren't dangerous opportunities. Um, Henrik played played great when he needed to, but for the most part, the Ducks were being skated around you know in circles, and I know it's back to back game, but. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm not seeing the the fire in in the players that that they need to bring. Hopefully, we'll see it tonight. You know, a bit of desperation. Uh, the Ducks seem to play play their best hockey, or they have done in the past um, when their backs are against the wall. So hopefully, they do that tonight. And uh, interesting, interestingly enough, the Islanders are close to the top in the league in scoring, but they're also at the bottom of the league in in goals against. So um, you know, they had six scored on them the other night, four the night before that. So you know, when you get when you let four goals in, six goals in, three goals in, I mean, you you should lose the hockey game, and uh, you know that's so. So hopefully, hopefully that'll play pay dividends for us tonight. We'll see. Well, the Islanders most definitely been in a team of two different styles, <laughs> I guess through through the season. I think they've shown spurts of really strong play and and uh, being an actual playoff contender to some games where I just look at the score sometimes and go, what? What what happened with them? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it just tells me that kind of there's, you know, maybe some internal things, you know, when it comes to, you know, what they got going on in the locker room. So I think this is a, a situation for the Ducks that if they took advantage of it and, and jumped on them early, which... It's kind of been the mo of the Anaheim Ducks up to the you know for, through this road trip is get off to a good start, and then they just can't you know keep it keep it going through the second and third for whatever reason. But if they I think if they can jump on the Islanders, I think the Islanders might say you know you know maybe we're just not don't want to give enough to get it done. So hopefully 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 we can get to the point where the Islanders say that to themselves and we can get ourselves uh, you know start with one point and then you know hopefully we can get two. I'm looking for a big game from um, from Brandon Montour tonight. He was scratched, healthy scratch Tuesday night at MSG. Uh, Randy Carlisle spoke to the media and, and and told him basically, look, he was a minus three last night in New Jersey. Um, you know, he's he's a, he's been playing great for us, but I you know 
he's got to play defense first, and and you can't just be running up the ice playing the rover game. Um, you know, he's a good player, good hockey player who's developed a lot, and this is a you know, it's a learning curve for him. So I think it sent a bit of a message to to Montour that you know, look, hey, hey, we just traded Vatnin because you're emerging as one of our better right-handed shots. So <laughs> don't screw this up. Uh, and and you know I think he'll take that on his shoulders and I think he'll come back tonight with a strong game. You know he's he's uh, he's been dynamic. He's got 16 points for us already this year and uh, yeah that's that's terrific. So if if he keeps moving, I think he'll help. You know he's great on the power play. He helps he helps Fowler give gives Fowler more space when he's on the ice. Um, well, that's so a, look that's, an, that's an interesting situation. I mean obviously you know Randy's trying to do some things to jockey with the with the lineup to get the best personnel with the right personnel and those <clears> things. <throat> but no doubt that there's a you know that the you know healthy scratch of Brandon Montour is a wake up call for him although i think it's it's tough for young players to come in and 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 rack up those kind of minutes i think i think it's early you know early in a in a player's career to come out and and do what he's done in the last year to year and a half you know is it's it's been fun to watch him but you know to be a real professional you have to be able to put it on the ice every game and you don't have to look too far back into you know history with the Anaheim Ducks on defensemen who are real professionals and can and find ways to get their game on the ice every night no matter what you know Scott Niedermeyer was one of those guys and and then I'm not comparing Scott Niedermeyer to Brandon Montour, but he's definitely the type of player that you want from a defenseman on a night-in, night-out basis that just can absolutely bring it every single night uh, in an 82-game schedule. He finds a way to play. Maybe he has better or lesser games, but he finds a way to he found a way to bring it, and that's why at the time the Ducks ended up winning a Stanley Cup is because you have guys like that on the team. It's a very difficult concept for players to grasp uh, in the NHL. But if you find players that can, that's how you win Stanley Cups. Yeah, consistency is key in the NHL, especially you know on, on the back end, and you know you need you need guys to to kind of shore up your your defense. And um, you know, I like I like the way we've been, we've been playing for the most part. I think the the kind of holes in our defensive game are actually with our forwards at the moment. We seem to be boxing out down low pretty well for the most part. It's 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 picking guys up on the back check. Um, you know, finding the finding the the quiet areas you know in, in the offensive zone and just letting guys kind of sneak in uh you saw it on that on that kevin hayes goal the other night uh, saw it on the paul carey goal i mean there were just msg was was littered with goals where we just kind of left guys you know wide open and and uh no chance for for gibby to to make some saves so you know if it wasn't for gibby in that game gibby gibby let in maybe one goal that he he wants back, but I think if you know Gibby's not playing the way he did on Tuesday night, it's probably six or seven to one. So um, you know he, he had a solid performance. I don't, I don't know who the starter is going to be tonight. I was kind of leaning towards Miller, uh, just because Pittsburgh is uh, Saturday night and that's Gibby's hometown. Maybe they want him fresh, but maybe he'll play tonight and Saturday. Uh, I don't know, but you, know, you got to figure Miller will play more than one game on a six-game road trip. I want to go back and talk about something you just brought up here is is 
how to defend on the rush, and it's one of those things in, in at a professional at the NHL level that is very difficult because if you give a hockey player, uh, you know, one foot, one inch, and with the shots that players have today and their scoring ability today, if you give them any amount of room, any time and space, they can hurt you. And I'm talking players from the first line to the fourth line. It's just the way the game has progressed and developed over the last 15, 20 years. And the the problem with it is, is you're exactly right. I think the Ducks' rush defense allows for players to get loose. Uh, I don't think that the Ducks do a great job right now of protecting the middle of the ice, having numbers in the middle of the ice. It seems like especially on the back check like you talked, the back pressure and then the defensemen being able to work together to be able to thwart uh, any any type of offensive opportunities. It's, you know, especially with today's game when defensemen are getting into the rush, it's very difficult to keep an eye on every player that's attacking. Yeah, it's, and 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 it's not it's not typically the Ducks kind of play. You know, they they they're normally very kind of played like a D zone trap or a neutral zone trap, and they normally you know they they normally make the teams dump the puck in, and and we're seeing a lot of goals scored against the Ducks on rushes this year, uh, which is a little uncharacteristic. Well, it's, um, it's impossible for the defenseman to uh, hold the blue line. It's impossible for the defenseman to maintain gap, and what gap means is the the amount of room between the puck carrier and the defenseman. Uh, the, the defenseman have to have a good proximity when it comes to working against a def- uh, 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 offensive player that's attacking uh, the defense. But they also got to have forwards that are back checking, applying back pressure uh, to be able to take away time and space from the attack, so that they do dump the puck in the zone. And that's really the idea of of the defenseman and the back check working together is to get the other team to dump the puck so that so the weak side D can go get the puck and then you're back on offense. And I think that the Ducks right now are really struggling with that concept. Yep, and, and uh, I don't I don't know what to put put the finger on it. I, I think it's just a bit of inconsistency in the play and, and in the lineup as well. You know, you've got guys coming in and out on the back end. Lindholm injured here and there. Um, you got Walensky trying to adjust to the to the new system and the new show. Although I think he's handled himself pretty well. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, t- tonight they got to take care of business against um, an Islanders team who can really skate and they can really move the puck so they're going to be challenged there but on the same on the same end of that uh you know the Islanders have had trouble keeping the puck out of their net so we'll see what happens again other than other than Montour being healthy scratched the other night it was kind of interesting to see Nick Ritchie put up on the first line yeah and and uh I was actually a little excited for that I don't think he got enough enough time up there with Getze and and Rax but uh if he goes there tonight you know I think Richie's a guy he's also you know I we we heard the um the Ducks coaches and and people talking about Kevin Waugh and that he's we spoke about him he, he's a top six player you know no matter what kind of situation he's in he's kind of a waste if you don't put him anywhere else or if you put him anywhere else I think Richie's a similar player he's he's a very talented shooter he's a sniper um, he's a big guy he can he can skate pretty well for for a guy his size and 
I think he really deserves a spot in the top maybe top six, maybe top nine. He can get away with a good third line role, but when he plays with Getzloff, you know, it, it raises his game as does everybody's game. But um, well, my take it, on my take on it is this: is I I think that Randy Carlyle and his coaching staff are looking at Nick Ritchie, and they're thinking that he's going to go and free up space for Raquel and Getzloff. I think that's that's what they want him to do. Yeah, he can finish and he can do some things from a skill standpoint, but they want him to be the guy that's going to go in, get in on the forecheck, do the hard work. Uh, Raquel likes to do the work, and I'm not saying that Getzloff doesn't like to do the work, but what I am saying is that they that when you take a couple of skill guys like Raquel and Getzloff, you want to complement them with a, a player that's going to go in and get in on the forecheck and work and create some turnovers so that they can gain possession of the puck in the offensive zone and then have some offensive zone time to try to make some things happen and get the puck to the net. Yeah, and and you know, they're guys that need to just step up and and uh, and start playing to the level that they can play. To Raquel has has quieted off a little bit. Um, our hottest player right now is, is Silverberg, and you know he's playing really well since he's come back from injury. Uh, but but Rex, you know he's once he's confident. I mean the game. The game's over. That guy. Once he has a little bit of confidence that he can move around you and make some plays, he's like a, you know a lot of these players in the league that just kind of take the game over. So hopefully he can he can start to get that back slowly. Well, Raquel, has, Raquel has superstar potential. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I hate that. I hate that word, but there's no doubt the skill set that he has, his ability to move, his skating, and his ability to finish. He is a he has the opportunity to be a superstar. He just has to take it over. He has to develop into that. I don't think it comes with just with just one game or one season. I think it comes with a little bit of time. And if he continues to work, I just would hate to see him, uh, you know, be lost in the in the mix here. Especially when, you know, obviously dealing with an injury early, and then and then working through that and getting back into the lineup. That is definitely one of the things that can hamper a player's true advancement in the NHL game today is, you know, being hampered by injuries and then and then obviously from a team standpoint, if you're going through that as well, not having a lot of chemistry through a season to be able to make some things happen over the over the course of one to two years. And there's no doubt that the Ducks have been injury plagued here this year. Yep, and speaking of, speaking of injuries, uh, Kessler is is on the horizon. In the words of Randy Carlisle, he's skating every other day. Um, but uh, you know, I don't expect him to play on this road trip. I think with two games left, he's obviously not playing tonight. But you know, even if he was able to play in Pittsburgh, I think they would just just wait and and you know take the five day break that they're going to have for Christmas and uh, come back next week on Wednesday or whatever it is and and. You know, I think Kessel will be ready to go. But um, oh, I got a little I, insider info the other night. Oh, on, oh yeah, on, on Tuesday night. So uh, you know, he's he's in practice. He's he's you know playing three on three games with the with the big guys. They're they're you know when it comes to uh, drills and stuff throughout practice, he's fully engaged in those drills. And from what I'm being told, that he's very close, and I think it's just a matter of of everybody being on the same page. From you know all of his medical people to the 
you know, Bob Murray to Randy Carlisle to whoever's in, you know, and I'm sure he's got his people that have to be checked off and the whole thing as well before he steps back into the lineup. But I know he was on the ice with with uh, skill, the Duck skill coach, Larry Barron, and he works with him on a regular basis trying to get himself back into shape. Yeah, I saw that, and and you know, as soon as he's back, I think the defense will will be will be tremendous. What do you what do you uh, know about Patty Eads? Because I mean, look, I I understand that that he's got something pretty serious, but I, I watched Brian Boyle on Monday night. It happened to be his birthday as well. The guy has stage two cancer, you know, or stage one. It's 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 a pretty serious form of cancer, and he's playing, and he's and he's having a great season, and. I just, I just, I'm just shocked that we haven't heard anything about Patrick Eves. It makes me wonder if it's way more serious than they than they said it was, um, or or if they just don't know. I mean, I know it's a pretty rare condition, the the Guillain Bear disease or syndrome that that he has, and um, I'm, I'm just a little kind of you know confused as to why they why they want to keep that uh, so at bay. I don't know. What do you what do you? I, I have not, know? I have not heard anything from that standpoint. Uh, what you know, my my little insider has uh, has access to that world, so uh, he hasn't he has not said anything to me about uh, Patrick Eves. Uh, maybe I'll do a little questioning tonight. Little recon, yeah. Um, well, there's no doubt he's a, he's an effective player. We're missing, and you know he's 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 tremendous. Scored 32 goals last year. So take that out of your lineup, you're going to suffer. Um, but all right, Ducks Islanders tonight. 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. West Coast. I think uh, I think we're going to come out of here with with a big two points. I think we're going to see the Ducks come up with a big effort tonight and and um, you know go into Pittsburgh with a lot of confidence because okay, so we, need, we need let's, these. Uh, let's just go. Let's review uh, last night's scores. Uh, Blue Jackets beat the Leafs in Columbus 4-2. Flyers take down the Wings 4-3 in Philly, and the Flames beat the Blues. And the Blues seems to be on a little bit of a of a little hiccup slide, uh, losing a, a big game to the Flames. Uh, obviously, when the Flames get a couple of points outright in the West, it's uh, pretty big. And when we got to think about what we're doing as well. I'm surprised at, at the play of uh, Yarmir Yager this year. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know he's 45 or 46, so we got to cut him a little slack. But he was tremendous uh, in, in Florida last year. I know he's playing playing uh, top line minutes and he's playing sort of third line minutes in, in Calgary. Um, but hey, I mean, you know, I, I would expect a little bit more than one goal and, and six assists so far. He's been a he's, he's good plus minus, but uh, yeah, I just don't think nice. he's got his groove yet. He's just you know he hasn't totally felt comfortable with with everything that he's got going there and what he's doing in, in Calgary. He's new to the concept there. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's the kind of guy that also recognizes and realizes that the, the real important time is going to be the end of the year, and there's. You know, and that's really when he's going to be able to come in and really make an impact. If he if he goes out and tries to give everything he's got right now, you know, by the end of the year, he's not he's not going to be able to do a whole lot. So I think he's he's really kind of eyeballing the end of the year and his ability to make some things happen when when it comes down to crunch time for for that team to take a look at making a playoff spot and then potentially making a playoff run. Yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't need to burn himself out and and uh, kind of leave the flames hanging. So then tonight. Avalanche travel to the Kings. Jets travel to the Bruins. Rangers travel across the uh, 
travel out of Manhattan, head to the uh, Devils in a in a big uh, local uh, grudge match that you guys uh, obviously they're in. Uh, I think it's I think it's at MSG tonight. <clears throat> no, oh, no, it is. You're right. It's in it's in it's New in Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, it's in yeah. Jersey. Uh, Blue Jackets take on the Penguins. Senators take on the Lightning. Hurricanes take on the Preds in Nashville. Blackhawks take on the Stars in Dallas. And the Blues are again back-to-back against the Oilers in Edmonton. And Canucks take on the Sharks in San Jose. Well, we have some big games to keep our eyes on in the Pacific, and then uh, you know if we can come out with a win, maybe hopefully we can leapfrog the Sharks. Standings wise, Jump. standings wise, Nashville, St. Louis, uh, Winnipeg in the Central, in the Pacific, Vegas, Kings, Calgary jumped into that third spot, and uh, the wild card spots right now uh, sit with Chicago and Minnesota, and Dallas tied for 39 points with. San Jose with 38, and then the Ducks with 36. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and what's a little scary looking at that is the Sharks only have 32 games played, so they have three games in hand of most of the people in the Pacific Division. Uh, so that's potentially six points. So you got to give them a bit of leeway. Um, these, uh, you know, Bieksa said it after the game on Tuesday night. He said, you know. It's about time we got to get these two points because if you start losing, you know, at this point in the season, you start looking up and it's a long way up. So, um, well, the, the Ducks, the have, the Ducks have found found ways to get points with eight overtime points. Right, right. You know, that's I think that's the most in the in the West. That is the yep. most in the West. It might even be most in the, most in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is the most in the league. So obviously it's it's a good way to scratch out points through the course of the year, but they got to get some wins under their belt uh, right now at fourteen, thirteen, and eight. All right. Well, tune in tonight, and then we'll have it. Uh, we'll have a recap for you, either uh, Friday morning or, or Saturday morning, and hopefully, hopefully it's a Ducks win. You've been listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire with Coach P and Hank. You can catch Ducks Hockey on Fire at SoundCloud and iTunes, and check us out on our social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 